there's no such thing. I always labeled everything as a problem. I was like, all right, that's a problem, blah, blah, blah. Well, problems are something that's broke. And so when you turn the verbiage now into a challenge, it's mm-hmm. like, how do I win? All right. Yeah. Welcome back to the Mac podcast, where we talk about everything in entrepreneurship, business, real estate, and we always challenge the conventional thinking. So if you're ready to create some success yourself and not follow the herd, then you're in the right spot. And uh, today I got a I got a cool guest. If you are into solving problems or if you have trouble solving problems, I think we have the right guy in the house. Um, he's a youth pastor. He runs a huge uh, material handling operation where mm-hmm. they, they sell products. Um, he also drives a Raptor and owns a Tesla, similar to me. Um, we got to taste the Tesla tequila right before this, so it should make this for the best episode ever. Ben, yeah. welcome. Well, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. How you doing? Good. Um, and, uh, well, you know, I kind of... I always open these. Was like, what? What are you doing right now? Like, what? 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 What consumes your days in business? People. <laughs> people. People. In a, in a good manner. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm a with the problem solving conflict resolutions a big part of what I do. And okay. It's, uh, do you, I mean, so in the internal customer service, I mean, that's probably a big thing that I deal with is just the people. Yeah. Um, and I said material handling, but I probably didn't say that right. Right. It's, like uh, it's structured it's, materials. It's concrete supply products so anything from rebar to grout to fabric i mean anything that goes near concrete or down anywhere near that we supply it so i think you you brought that down like there is a crap load of products that go into concrete so like how many products do you carry approximately because like i think it's not like you got a shop of like 10 things in there no it's um and the like we're going to start moving to a barcoding system next year just to make our inventory just go that that much smoother and they're like, oh yeah, it'll be not a big deal. And they're like, how many products do you have in your or SKUs? Do you have? I'm like, like seven thousand. Like, wow. and so I mean, there's there's so many different products. I mean, you got how many different nails? I mean, how many different <laughs> stakes? You got forty different boxes of each side. I mean, it's insane how much how much product there is. So, um, yeah. yeah. So teaching people about the product to inside and in our internal customers, people that work for us. I mean, it's hard to, like, the customer turnover, that was uh, internal customer employees, that was a big thing for me to get away from and build culture. Because it's, Mm. I mean, the cost to rehire and reteach is, unfortunately, it's just, you get what you pay for sometimes. And so it's like, all right, how do we teach everybody about these 7,000 pieces of stuff? And how long have you been doing that? Like, when when did you... So I got in structural four and a half, five years ago. Wow. I mean... You guys, you guys have like, like I used to be in the concrete biz, or yep. well, I mean, I am in the concrete biz. Yeah. I just am not like in physically your, doing yeah, physically yeah. in your shop anymore. Um, but the, you guys have very low turnover. Yeah. You're just low. I, I was just golfing with a guy who was new and he's like, yep. I've been there four or five months. Uh, he loves it already. He's Travis, like, Travis. yeah, yeah, Travis. Yep. And, yep. um, I, I didn't, didn't even know, you know, of course yep. I'm not in there, but it's like, you have very low turnover or you have room for promotion. Like you're yep. doing things that, um, you know, you guys are scaling and moving bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger ideas, which is great. Yeah. We're um, constantly just trying to expand and grow. Um, but yeah, our, our culture is huge. I mean, it's, it's about the people. And I've tried teaching everybody that, and I've learned from my mentor, Mike, I mean, the owner, I mean, he, he's taught me so much, but it, it really is, there's a book out there that talks about, uh, it's the Positive Leadership by John Gordon, and, and what it is, it talks about just like, there's tactics you can use, and that gets you so far to like a point, but then you got to use tactics again. And if you can find a way to like enjoy the journey and, like, and get people motivated daily and just enjoy life, it's not, you're not using tactics anymore, you're creating genuine relationships, so they want to be a part of the situation, and, and yeah, it's been... We care about the people that we work with. I mean, it's mm. 
anybody can call me. There's 150 phone numbers that, I mean, they can call me at any time. <laughs> I tell you what, that's, uh, yeah. and I love it. And, um, but then we have such great leaders that they care for everybody in their positions too. So yeah, turnover is, we really strive away from that. It's not fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you never want to be put in that position. And, and I've been in that position. And I've seen it others. Nobody likes that. Yeah. It's not, not yeah. enjoyable. We, you know, you see turnover like, so many big companies are just numbers driven. Yeah. They're purely on the numbers. Yeah, yep. You're going to have ups and downs years. I'm sure you guys as well. I mean, it's yeah. business. At the end of the yep. day, it's like you learn. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as you can keep the same people, you know, you have people turning at your business because A, you're not giving them new opportunities. Yep. B, you know what I mean? You got to be growing. Yeah. Um, or B, you're just not spending a tough time getting to know your people. Like yeah. I, I did interviews on this podcast of most of my people yep. and I learned more about them in that one hour conversation oh, yeah. that was just deep focused conversation like genuine like interested um, and it's yeah yeah yep. and and you know all those people are still you know around and we, yeah. we still have a lot of conversations so it's like I don't know it, it culture is huge and you got oh, to avoid the numbers yeah and you can't it, it can't always be a numbers driven correct it's yeah. not like ah chop head you didn't make yeah, you're gone. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, and that's uh, a big thing is learning people's strengths. And be like, all right, what, like, what do you want to do? Because mm -hmm. when people have a passion behind what they do, it's like they will go. But it's like if you if you put them in the wrong, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole is the analogy I was yeah. taught. And and it's so true. If you got a guy in the wrong spot, it's like you're just grinding teeth. And it's like, is that worth it? Yeah. And it's and it's not is it worth it? But it's like is it worth it for them like mentally too? And it's like they're in the wrong spot. They're not going to like this. Yeah. I mean, I dude, we had a guy in the wrong spot for almost 10 years yeah <laughs> moved it's, him into a different seat he likes his job more and he's not miserable yeah life like, is good win win shit. yeah do you do you guys um just as a question do you use a disc assessment per, uh, personality index like uh what we, predictive index i think is not what it's called? yet a lot of it's okay. been mental like just watching observing and going okay this is ben yeah yeah where do you see the friction where do you see the stress come from and if it's something like all right it doesn't seem like you enjoy that and okay it's like so a lot of it's kind of just natural i mean i i love people and so i'm constantly observing and going okay what makes them tick for themselves not for my game but for their game because yeah. i don't i don't want them to come to work and like being married with four kids, my I like my kids and wife more than anybody else. Yeah. And if I'm going to spend 50 to 60 hours away from them, I'm not going to let you have a bad life. So I'm going to find out what motivates you to be encouraged every day because I mm. I love my kids. And when I don't get to see them, you better have a good life because it's, yeah. it's not it's not worth it. Otherwise, right. you can't like your life. And if you don't like your life, probably not going to like working with me. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so it's right now it's been constant, which takes a lot of energy. Yeah, That's, right. Coffee's a, it's a big... Big proponent of my life. <laughs> it should so. be uh, probably probably part of any entrepreneurs yeah, or any oh yeah. any high level business operators yep. out there. So, um, well, how did you get into this material handling company, structured yeah. materials? How, how how did you get into that? And and you know where did you start from? Well, we can start. So, I mean, I had businesses prior, and an opportunity showed itself, and I was like, all right, it was uh, we need somebody to run the inside warehouse of this. Uh, structural fabrication and I was like all right so I stepped into that and all I did was just watch and observe and I mean I was on the floor working I there's nothing that I wouldn't do or couldn't do or ask anybody to do and so I just spent a lot of time spending time on the floor and then as we kept growing and new equipment came and new opportunities came I was like all right so then I started to watch okay how do I make this better yeah. I mean uh, the owners of the company had visionaries in front of it and I was like I'm gonna make their life better and I said while I'm here I'm gonna make your company great I mean it's that, that was my mm. goal. And mm -hmm. so I looked at it and I saw opportunities. And then there was a chance where we were doing fabrication and I'm like, all right, salesman spending 30 minutes doing this task. I'm like, 
there's got to be a better way. So like I, I'm that kind of guy. There's got to be a better way. And so I taught myself how to code. And by teaching myself how to code, most people that say that, we go on Google and we Google like, hey, what code do you use? And so you copy and paste code. You switch the code. You program it. You try it. You test it out. until you wait, get, wait a minute. What the hell is a code? Like if then statements I, I mean code in the back of the computer I oh, okay mean, oh. not like zero one zero one zero like not that <laughs> okay so that, okay that's like that's a different level will ai like, do code for you now okay so i love chat gpt <laughs> so when that first came out everybody's like we hate chat it's taken i'm like no it's a tool like anything else and so i i've used that i'm like hey if i have this how do you optimize this and it spits out the code and I'm, so I, I love AI. I okay. love what it does. Um, but back then, my Because I don't know how to write code. Like, I'd have to oh. ask OpenAI. Yeah, neither or, do I. Like, I, so, I mean, I went to school for computer science right away because, I mean, I love problem solving. And mm-hmm. as I'm going into that, not to rabbit trail, but they gave me the test. I was the first one in my class, highest score. And then the final was a written test. They hand me, hand me the paper, and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't probably do this as well as this, so I'm probably going to fail. And I'm not feeling confident about that. And they're like, well, too bad. And I'm like... Me being arrogant 19 at NDSU passes the test back to them and says, okay, walked out. And, oh, really? But I loved the class, and I, but I was arrogant 19, and I was like, you're going to tell me what to do? I ain't going to do that. Like, yeah. just, I walked away. But anyway, so I mean, I knew it was in my brain a little bit, but Google was my AI then. So copy to paste, put the code, and took a 15, 20-minute system that they were doing and turned it into one button on a keyboard. And so then, then I looked, I'm like, all right, well, he is doing sales. Why is he doing this? Let's have him not do this and let's put a system in place so he can go do that because taping tags isn't making us money. <laughs> I mean, right. or them money at that. Yeah. It was like, that, that was the thing. It's like, that's, and they were supportive of all that. Um, oh, so, okay. And slowly I did that. And then so I was watch, watching the one warehouse and then uh, Mike goes, okay, I'm going to have you do this and this. And he just kept putting me in position to... Not sink or swim, but just trust. Yeah. I mean, because um, I cared about the company. It's his company. I told him while I'm here, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make it good for you. And mm. and I feel like I have, and I feel like um, it has to do with like caring for the people, looking for opportunities to remove friction from inter- internal customers. And then if there's external customers that are coming in and something's not right, how do I fix it? Like, um, so trying to train my brain from going fixing to being proactive is yeah. kind of the struggle because gotcha. when you're constantly in that firefighter state, yeah. I mean, that's a challenge. But yeah, I just slowly kind of moved up, ran one warehouse, and then all of a sudden was doing kind of overseeing both. And then was kind of really putting the director of operation role to kind of like sit at 50,000 feet and just um, kind of watch. Um, but kind of also during that time, we had a structural block. So it was a, uh, we manufactured block out of Fergus Falls. And, okay. and my job was to also make that company mesh with this company, which meshed with this company. So I had three companies that I was meshing together to function properly and remove the, well, they're not our company. Like, mm, there's part of the rock on the same team. Like, <laughs> you got to remove your emotions. Yep. Let's, let's make it function. And so, and then that went well. Um, they ended up having to sell that company at some point and they so they moved on past that one and then they refocused and then yeah i just kept sitting in that position at fifty thousand feet wow um and now i'm working with the outside sales team and kind of just helping that a little bit alongside mike i mean mike is he is the the, the head he is the visionary yeah. of that company and he is uh just it's an honorable thing to be able to work next to him and cool. he's, it's pretty cool so yeah just slowly went up and yeah that's good for you so in eos he would be the visionary you'd be the integrator type yeah i mean that's really the role that you and you strive at that that yeah. you love that oh i love helping um yeah i mean the visionary i have a little bit of that i mean i can see him like well yeah. if we do this and i'm like yeah we're gonna go that way and but yeah he is he's definitely the he's mike 
He's the big thinker yeah, big, uh, out there. Um, I, dude, I like that. That's yeah. <laughs> what, uh, you know, how do you and him work together then? Like, um, you yep. know, he has these big ideas and you, do you hold them back? Do you, uh, do yep. you, you know what I mean? How do you, how do you try to turn his visions oh, into man. a reality? That energy, it's, uh, it's, it's quite entertaining. I mean, the things he does, I mean, it, it's amazing to watch and a lot of it has to do with him seeing opportunity and some of it I don't even know about, which is totally kosher. Cause I'm like, all right, go. Yeah. I mean, he just goes, but uh, a lot of it's his relationships and then it's just an idea and then poof. I mean, and then just goes, um, but a lot of there's other opportunities. Like he's got a, uh, roasted rail in Dilworth. He's got all these other little businesses. Okay. And, um, and one of it's like, how do you, what do you do here? And it's like, all right, well, this is what I would do. And I tell him and it's like, all right, go. And so a lot of it's, uh, if the idea is presented to me, then I will help him. Um, but gotcha. I, don't, I don't seek it because he'll tell me. And that's the thing. I trust him so much yep. that he'll tell me when I'm needed. And if I'm not, I respect that. I don't, I, I used to be like, well, is, why is nobody telling me what's going on? Kind of thing. <laughs> that insecurity, like, where's my value now? But I grew out of that. And it was like, when he needs me, he'll tell me. Okay. Just trust in him. Um, and gotcha. I learned a lot from that. So yeah. When, so is he, does he, so he takes it as a visionary, kind of starts things off? Yeah, or, or he is the 100% entrepreneur if I've ever met one. I mean, uh, he's been doing it since he was young and he just, that's how his mind works. And it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. I mean, yeah, you're, I would say you're in yeah. that direct, I mean, what yeah. you do. I visionary mean, type guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, yeah. And I struggle with things that you're very good at. Yeah. And I love doing it. And that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's the thing. And, and I think he saw that. And so he would just implement that into different things and, I mean, it's, he's, I mean, again, there's a million things going on with him, but it's, uh, it's just, it's awesome to be, be next to that, yeah. that mental, I call it superior, like superpower of visionary. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Well, you have a superpower and, um, that's in problem solving, Yeah, you know, so, uh, we were talking a little bit about for this and, and I know we kind of talked about it before, but like, how do you, so how do you, you know, you, you saw the salesman and you're like, Hey, why yep. are they putting tags on? And they need to yep. be, they need to be selling things. Yeah. Like that's what they're good at. That's what we hired them for. Yeah. Um, how do you, you know, just look at the 50,000 foot view? How do you yep. hone in on a, uh, I always think 10 X versus two, you know, is yeah. better than two X. Um, um, how do you hone like in Grant on Cardo Grant Cardone's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it was a Dan Sullivan book. Yeah. But how do you hone in on a specific area? To like, yep. do you just go for where the fires are brightest and then kind of hone in on it and then be I like, yeah? So I kind of look. How do you find the problems? The bottleneck. Okay. And I find the bottleneck. I'm like, all right, where where is causing the backup? And there was one time it was uh, rail cars, BNSF. Uh, I, you hear things about BNSF in the world. I have the craziest, cool relationship with them. We work with them directly. And it was like, all right, I got, I got to know two guys on the ground that are, I consider good friends. And it was like through them, I got to take a thing that, let's say we got, we'll just use random numbers. Let's say we got 10 rail cars yep. and there's demerge and all these other fees that could happen. And we'd have, before I got involved, we'd have thousands of dollars of fees in this. And, and nobody really knew why. I'm like, okay, well, that's a product we use a lot. How do I remove what's going on? And so once I got to figure out, okay, this is how the system works. I'm like, all right, well, let's ha let's open the door of communication. And once that problem was solved, it was like, oh yeah. Like, and for me, again, it's the guys on the ground are just as important the guys that are down in Houston running BNSF because they're human beings that they need to be cared for and have a genuine relationship. And I was like, so I was like, all right, that's, that's what's going on. And I can't speak highly enough about BNSF and what they've done. Like it's been a game changer, but I looked, there was a bottleneck. I'm like, all right, what's going on? So open the door of conversation. Poof. I was like, change the whole game. Really? I mean, yeah. And so that's just like the, that coding kind of thing looking, I'm like, all right. So I see 
what he's supposed to be doing is not what he's doing, and we know that. So I would look for that. I'd look for that opportunity to find the bottleneck, and and sometimes that can be a fault. It's like, well, now you're just looking for problems. I'm like, kind of, but I like to fix things. I'm like, where's the opportunity lie? And it's like, it opens the door. If it opens the door to something, let's go after it. So yeah. So if there's a small business owner listening to this, you know, whether it could be five or six, or maybe they got 20 people, 30 people, um, you know, if they're, you know, some, some people stay in their business so much, right? You're an integrator. You're very in the business too. You're not always on it. No, you're not at the 50,000 foot view. How do you, how do you, you know, start nitpicking everything. Yeah. How do you back up and then and then try to look? Yeah. For, how do you how do you separate separate yourself? Well, from and like, back up a little bit and just view the whole operation. You know, it, what is the bottleneck I'd again? Say, how do you yeah, identify that? Yeah. Take, taking time to reflect and be like, all right, what is the big picture? And remembering what your vision is. I think so many people forget like where are we going? Mm. Like where do you want to go? What's the end product supposed to look like? And they just they get sucked into the details. I'm like, yeah, but if you can step back just for like a day and be like, all right what is the hiccup that's causing me to get to my vision? Mm. And if they can figure, okay, well, I need this or I need that. Okay, well, what's... And then just break it down. I mean, breaking problems down to their simplest form, best solution you can do. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing, looking at that and going, okay, where's where's the bottleneck? And what's preventing me from excelling and, and generating more revenue? What's in the way? Mm-hmm. If it's in the way, okay, let's find a way to address it. And um, I was taught by, by Mike and uh, Dale Carnegie. I mean... Yep. There's no such thing. I always labeled everything as a problem. I was like, all right, that's a problem, blah, blah, blah. Well, problems are something that's broke. And so when you turn the verbiage now into a challenge, it's mm-hmm. like, how do I win? Yeah. Like, I was very competitive. I always wanted to win. Um, and so it's like, how do I win at this challenge? Yeah. And then it turns your mindset to like, all right, so what challenges are we facing? So the bottlenecks are challenged more so than a problem. Because if you have that problem mentality, you're like, something's broke. Well, yeah. it's probably not broke. It just, how do you win at that yeah. situation? So yeah. Yeah, taking a step back and just like, okay, where do you want to go? That's that's the remembering. I think that's the biggest thing that people forget to do is remember where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like you just get stuck in day to day to day. Well, you're a big culture company, and and which is great, right? Yep. Low turnover. Um, how do you take key people that you yep. want to hold on to forever, and you notice that they're in the wrong seat, or yep. that maybe they have to move sideways, convert? How do you keep yeah. people? there yeah but redetermine the role or whatever you know what i mean I'm, yep. I'm sure just because you guys made move through so many different levels yeah so quickly and you've held on to all your people yeah and been very successful yeah it's how do you do that it, and and there's keep the, yeah it's a challenge i mean for sure because i mean you're then you're dealing with conflict because it's like well i'm doing this yeah but we kind of want to shift you over here and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and and that's the the brass tacks of reality of dealing with problems of like you're in the wrong spot but finding like how to get you in the right spot. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Again, Mike's done such a good job over the long term that it, he set a lot of them up. Um, and what then I come along now is like, all right, how do I get the next person in the right spot? Yeah. And um, so it's, it's been kind of fun. It's Some people are like, yeah, I don't really like the construction supply industry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you, you might not. Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's happened, so, I'm sure. But yeah, over the last three years, and it's really putting the right leaders in the right spot and giving them the right tools to succeed so they know how to mentor the next person. And set them up for success. Gotcha. Um, that for me, that that's been we've had such a good success at that is giving you them the tools right away and addressing. Okay, where do you want to go? And the biggest thing is asking them right away. What do you want to do? What is your passion? Because if you're passionate about a people, let's put you in a position that's dealing with people. Mm. Um, and last year, one of the gentlemen we said, "What do you want?" To do? He's very processy, like in a good way. Oh, like okay. he, he likes a process. We're like, "All right, 
what do you want to do? Well, I want to be in a position that's putting a process in place and follow it through. We're like, all right, so we put him in this position. Perfect. I mean, it just like made everything streamlined. Didn't have to deal with stuff. He he took a lot of the kinks out of it, and okay. then we were able to follow that system, and it worked perfectly. That's what. But he didn't want to be the go out and meet everybody and mingle with everybody. Like he's like, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, let's put you in that position then. So did you create that position? Did did the did, one I did? Yeah. Is that a different type of role? Like, is yeah. it you're in the corporation, not all the it was a uh, so areas? we basically had same. It was kind of similar to a little bit what I was doing. I'd look at it, and I'm like, all right, I want these two two companies kind of mesh. I'm like, well, what if you kind of look over both of them? Because I asked him, like, what do you want to do? And he just says, I'm like, I know what we're going to do. And then I was like, we're going to put you here. You're going to be the funnel for both of these two places. And you're going to have the data and spread it out so that everything comes to you. And then you make sure the end process is balanced between the two. And so then he, yeah, so it was basically a creative position. And it, it took a lot of the double communication out of the systems. And it was like, we're going to operate as not one, but just the communication is going to be cleaner. And it took it to a different level it was just like yeah this makes more sense yeah and um yeah so it's kind of a creative position for the guy and and that's the challenge too is like you can't create <laughs> positions for everybody and <laughs> yeah well and that's like, that's what i was oh, getting at like that's, that's a tough thing yeah right you take key people and you you know you don't want to create specialty roles yeah. they tell you not to do that right yeah. and yep. in some book or some fashion oh, yeah. they teach that um you know and and but people have different strengths and yep. you're obviously very good at identifying that or getting them to identify it with or them. pretending i don't know it's it seems like it's working that's, what, <laughs> that's the, the, the joke we made yesterday like things just seem good because it like we have such good yeah. people and <clears throat> and when you look at structural and structural fab like the it is the people like a hundred percent i mean while i might be problem solving and dealing with some of the stuff it is the it is the team that is that company i mean it doesn't matter if they're outside sales or they're working in the fab, it does not matter. Like they are on one unit and they, and it's, I mean, everybody goes through their phases in life of like, why do they do that? Well, the grass is always greener on the other side. Go water the grass there and see if you like it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to answer my phone at eight o'clock at night. Well, yeah. you gotta, there's a balance of life and, yep. um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> could see the challenges with that. Um, all right. So you're, you do some youth pasture, like how, yeah. how do you, how do you, you know, how do those roles kind of yep. combine together? Obviously you're passionate about that. You don't just yeah. become that. Yeah. I mean, my faith is huge to me. I mean, I've been a Christian since I was a kid and I think for me, Christ is my King and, it, and he always will be. And, and I, and I, it was a thing that affected me when I was, gave my life to Christ when I was, geez, I was fourth grade. Um, oh, I had, wow. Yeah. And I, I knew at that moment that I was like, I know a secret that people don't know about. And internally, I'm like, people should know this. And my whole life, I knew it was called uh, some kind of something. I was like, I got to mm-hmm. tell people about this good news. I'm like, they should know that he died for you. Like, this is a big deal. And and then, so I went through the journey of life and uh, got through high school and college. And in college, I was I was like, you know, somebody I want to be a preacher. Some, I want to tell people about the gospel. Like, yeah. This is what I want to do. And I get to English and college, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be entertaining. And I failed English and uh, failed speech horribly. Like, I mean, I was like, this is not going well. And they basically pulled me aside. If you don't, uh, don't, just don't go into a leadership role. Don't go into a speaking role. Don't, don't get in front of people basically. And they, they did nothing wrong. They were trying to protect me based on how I was. And I was like, I get it. And uh, it just took some time for me to like accept that. And I'm like, no, I know what I'm supposed to do. And so then uh, we go to a church in Horace, Harvest Valley Church, and it's an amazing church in Horace. Okay. And uh, there was an opportunity, and I just I'm like, hey, I we need a youth group here. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so I just saw the opportunity. And I was like, I stepped into that role, and it's been just awesome. The kids are awesome. Okay. Um, and so I I get to do that every Wednesday night, and yeah, it's it's cool to 
tell the story too because I'd explain to them the yesterday was no Wednesday. Today's Friday. Whatever yeah. It is uh, Wednesday night about how like I was told I wasn't going to do something that the world is telling me, hey, don't do this. Yet I knew God had called me to do something. I said, mm-hmm. do you guys understand? Like they told me no. Yet I'm standing in front of you guys and I'm preaching a sermon to you guys, and they all like. Yeah, we know. I'm like, see, like, don't don't listen to the world. Yeah. The world will tell you everything under the sun, but if God's called you to do something, do it. Like, yeah. that's And um, and for a while, I was like, all right, I can't be involved in business. I can't do. That. I'm like, no, I'm I'm leading people in the youth group. I'm also leading people at work, and I'm like, it's caring. It's really just being genuine and caring mm-hmm. for people. A lot of it. So yeah, it's, Wait, uh, you're helping a lot of people. I, 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 I mean, I'm sure that brings satisfaction and, and oh, yeah. gratification to you and and. I, yeah, I think anyone that you know is open with their faith is is yeah. You know what I mean? You you're not a bad day. Yeah, is not a bad day, right? Like no, perspective, <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I wear some bands that we, some charities that we do. Yeah. I, you know, probably not as open about my faith as some, you know, yeah. and I don't express it as much. But I think it does bring a lot of, you know, yeah. A oh, bad I, day yeah. is never a bad day. It's like let's it could get real. always be worse. Oh like, gosh. When you, when you think about it, like, um, and I and I so. In my faith world, I use that, and and people are like, I'm like, well, how bad could it be? And they, I'm like, well, then what? And I play this, then what? Until they're like, well, then you die. I'm like, then, then, all right, now let's talk. Then what? I'm like, well, which place are you going to? Mm-hmm. And then they're always like, well, isn't isn't aren't you the religious guy that like talks about Revelation? I'm like, no, that's not me. I love Jesus. And they're like, Revelation, that's scary. I'm like, not if you know what side you're on. It's not like. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, but again, it's like you can play that what if game till the very end. And it's like, it could always be worse. Right. Like, always be worse. And that's what I try to instill at the youth group and at work is like, it could always be worse. Like, take a step back, take Mm -hmm. a breather and go like, how bad is it? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's it's actually not that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. (laughs) Like, it is okay. Like, we will get through this. Tomorrow's going to come whether we like it or not. Yeah. And that's kind of for me was the reality is like, tomorrow's going to come. I don't care. I can't do anything about that. So yeah. it's like I'm gonna enjoy every day. Choi- uh, happiness is a choice. It's not an automatic reaction. Right. And I've told myself that since I was a kid. I'm like, I have to find a way to choose to be happy, and then follow that. So yeah. right. I and I think in business, like, it relates to business, relates to your kids. Like, yeah. Be optimistic with the future. Like the problem is yeah. right now to be pessimistic. You could find all the reasons not to do something. Yeah. But find some reasons to do something, and it's amazing. It's natural and. Um, our pastor Randy, he, he told, I mean, he made the program and goes, it's natural to complain. You don't have to teach a child to complain. Like, I don't, I don't hear many children, like, right in the first year, like, they're all happy. It's, it's mine or they complain. You have to, you have to work at that and you got to teach them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's no different than adults that haven't ever, haven't had anybody like spend time with them. Like, hey, life is good. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, um, they, you never know what people's past is either. So that's why you never judge a book by its cover. I mean, it's easy to, but you got to go, okay, what's actually going on? Well, yeah. I never had anybody teach me right and wrong. Okay. That's, let's work with that then. When this is not right. This is wrong. I mean, we have some young kids that are working and it's like, well, I might not have had the, a father figure teach. I'm like, I am a father. I'll teach you. Like, I want you to have a good life. And so it's like, I'll teach you right from wrong. I teach, not that it's, it's the ultimate right or wrong, but it's like <laughs> what I view is like, maybe don't do this. Maybe do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when, when you approach, obviously we're talking a lot about problem solving, right. Yeah. And, and navigating and you, you seem to eat the frog with them. Yeah. Uh, you have no problem attacking them. What, you know, what is your approach? Like if someone can't find the way to problem solve, like do you like, yep. say someone comes to you with a problem, right. Yep. And I have a thing like, don't bring me a problem. Bring me a solution. Yes. And and you know I've heard there's different methods. The one three one method. Basically, they come with a 
uh, a problem, yeah. provide three, three solutions, solutions, and yep. you recommend one, right? Yep. And um, what what's your method like? That you, method is it? Okay, one three one. I love that method. Sometimes I'll get I was on some. I'll, sometimes I'll get two answers. I'm like, that's eh, close enough to three if you round up. But I mean, it's like I I enjoy. I enjoy that, and, and it is trying to teach people like, hey, there, there's not a huge dilemma here. Let's let's go to the core, <clears throat> simplify it. And, okay, okay, what's the problem at stake? What are we facing? Okay, give me some solutions, and then let's identify which solution is the best. And I again learned that from Mike as well because he's like, all right, what's the problem? And the first time I brought him a problem, he's like, all right, figure it out. And I'm like, okay. And then it was like I learned. I was like, all right, so what if I bring you like a couple answers? And I uh, between him, my twin brother, he was raised the same way in that mentality. It's like bring the problem to light. And then give three solutions, mm. and so and that's I've learned from Mike and my brother, my dad. I mean, I've learned that over life, and I love that solution. I'm trying to teach my kids that, right? Like when they're complaining about the brother, oh, your brother hit you. What's what's the three solutions you have? Do you yeah. get them back, or do you say like, hey, that wasn't like, give me the three solutions, and I'll help guide you. Just yeah, come up with three solutions. It's not the end of the world if you don't figure it out right away. Yep. And kids' problems are pretty small. I I test a lot of things on my kids. Oh yeah, like how to get them motivated to go to bed, yep. or like you know. That's like my testing ground for my negotiation skills. Oh, yeah. Chris Voss. Yeah, I see. I say brushed up with it. Like the kids are, the kids are warriors too. Yeah. Like they're the best negotiators. Yeah, there's a uh, his like, name Chris Voss. If you yeah, know, yeah, oh yeah, Black Swan Group. Never and split never split the difference. difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I tried that on my kids. And Did like, you? Yeah, humans love to say no. It is natural. <laughs> so I'm like, hey kids, I know I'm, this might make seem like a bad dad right now. Is it disrespectful of me to ask you to go to bed? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, let's go to bed then. Yeah. And, but they instantly was no. And so, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you have to, uh, Brandon Dawson's a guy in business and you gotta like, you gotta make it their idea. No, 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 in sales, you gotta make it their idea yep. to, to buy the deal, whatever it is. Yeah. That's Dale Carnegie too. Like is that, that? Okay. Oh, yeah, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. He's, uh, I just like, heard that. I love that I one. I love though. Dale Carnegie. And um, we we have, uh, I think, nine people going through the class right now, Dale oh, Carnegie cool. and Fargo. Yeah. And it really is to help them like better their understanding of dealing with problems as well. But it's it's a tool. Like they teach you all these tools that you can use in life, inside work and outside work. And it's amazing to see what people come out of it. And it's like, okay, it's like, yeah. And, and then they see that. And like, all right, how do I get somebody motivated? And when they're part of the solution, they are part of the solution and it is part of their success. Like it's not a manipulative like, hey, if you go do it, it's like it's it's legit. Like you help solve it. You are a benefactor in this now. Like you you yep. are part of this. And right. it's like then their value is there. The care about who they are. It's in the situation, and it's just it's genuine. Yeah. Um. And that goes back to that positive leadership because if you use tactics and use it the wrong way, it's like, um. I wrote one article about like the most uh, precious thing we have is time, and it's a currency that we have. And I said uh, the one thing that people look for in currency in the world is fake currency. And if you're spending time with people and, it, and you're fake about it, it's like people are going to recognize that. Oh, like, yeah. don't like be genuine and have them like people love to solve things and be a part of things. They love to have a true value of who they are. Help them do that. Right. Like, I mean, that's what that's what I mean. I love when people are part of solutions because it's like, oh, yeah, you get to see like you did something. And it's not like I want you to have a good life. I want you to see like you are a huge factor in this world. Like you should do what you think is right. But, yeah. Like be motivated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give it a plug. I mean, if you if you like what we're talking about, because I think this can help yep. a lot of people, right? There's businesses that are stuck. Sometimes it's the business owner that's making yep. them stuck. Um, take a Dale Carnegie course. Yeah. I think in Fargo, you know, is the closest one to us. Or there's uh, one anyway. in Grand Forks. Travis is. Or, yeah, tra okay, Travis, yeah. yeah. So, um, but take the course and 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 it, I did the public speaking one. I mean, I just, got that one coming up this just, fall. They're like, because I. So here's the fun part. Fun yeah. Part. 
I haven't taken the course that they're like, we're having, they're like, no, because I mean, I've read his books like yeah, three yeah. times. And they're yeah. like, we're going to have you take this course. I'm like, which one's that? And it's the speaking one and the like uh, high, high impact presentation. Yep. Yep. That's and the I'm one like, I did. Okay. I failed this in college. How's this going to go again? And <laughs> you did, you're yeah. going to do fine. It's, oh, I love it. Um, it's, but Dale uh, Carnegie is awesome. Yeah. Dale Carnegie is a great program. Uh, you know, how to win friends and influence people like yeah. the, 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 there, there's so many good things oh. that that guy understands psychology so well. Um, but yeah, it's helped my company. I, yep. I think it can help anybody and it'll teach you well, how to problem solve and maybe even help you with your kids. Yeah, it, it, it probably to, will. Got to bed on time. Um, so, you know, what's been, the your whole entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur too at heart. Yeah. I can just tell, right? Like you, you might be on the integration problem yep. solver side, but you know, what's been the hardest part if you had to select one thing and pulse one thing out, like what, what is the hardest part of your journey? Um, um, you know, was there a, a low point that you pulled yourself through or I'd say, yeah. And it was something that sticks out to you Yeah, I mean, and how you, um, and how you overcame it. So this is going, I mean, some people say, I don't know, I'll tell you about it. And it's, uh, so about four weeks ago, um, I was on prednisone for good gravy with my fourth round antibiotics. I was fighting infections in my face and sinus and stuff. And it oh, just, wow wasn't fun and um during that time i was given i gave three vials of blood now i've given blood before and but this time i was like i looked around i was like yeah this is not going well like i just i'm like something's not right and so while i'm in there um i faint and like and i was like i was like i could it was just black and i'm like well i guess i'm going to sleep and just out and now people faint in the hospital they're drawing your blood yeah that's all they were doing three little vials not like i wasn't like donating blood or anything i was just given three vials and okay um, but in that moment um and this was what like a month and a half ago and, and i wow. had been doing a lot of stuff um i think in short it'll be a balancing act but what it was is i'm in the hospital i fainted and while i was out and th- it was terrifying for me and it, it uh really woke me up but i had a dream while i was sleep asleep asleep they say um my wife and my kids were sitting on a bench and they were leaning forward and just crying and i could see it and I was just like, it's all going to be okay. It's oh. just life changes and it'll be all right and you'll be okay. Like I, I was saying goodbye to my family. I'm like, oh my and, gosh. And yeah, it was terrifying. And, and I woke up and I was like, what happened? And like, I was like, well, I just had a dream that I was saying goodbye to my wife. Kids are like, you you had a dream? I was like, yep. And so then they put the. Because this probably wasn't long. No, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that long. I mean, it, it, it felt like I was in that dream for an hour. Like, wow. it, I mean, it was, it felt a lot longer and. And when I woke up, and then they took my blood pressure. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, well, they're like, all right, he's at 70 over 30 or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know what that number means. But I was, <laughs> but one of the guys' face, when I told him I had the dream, his, his face just went white. And I'm like, what does this mean? But for me, it was really a self-reflection. And and I, again, I'm, I'm big in my faith. And I'm like, this is the reminder that it's very easy to become so like conflicted with your time. I mean, when you're married with four kids, I mean, like I said, I and I love my kids. I love my wife more than anything. And and I was like, all right, how do I balance mm-hmm. time? That was the number one thing. Because I mean, I've been up since four. Like I go to bed at and I'm just up. Like my alarm set for five thirty, but I like get up before. I'm like, all right, my brain doesn't shut off. It's a trait from my dad and my twin brother have it. We just go 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 go. And so when you're in that, wow. you got to find you got to find a way to just relax and enjoy what's going on because it's, it's easy to go 100 miles an hour so how do you do that uh well i'm still working on that i mean 
Yeah, that, well, what what tactics are you working on? I mean, I'm not saying yeah, you found oh, yeah. the perfect tool, but yeah, for me it was reading. Like, I mean, okay. I loved reading, so there was a big part where I would I would disconnect and I would just be like, I I just need to read. And then and my wife could see that, and she's like, All right, you just you need an hour, don't you? I'm like, Yep, I need one hour to myself. I'm gonna read, and then I'm good for three weeks. But I just, oh yeah, I just I just need that I just need that time. So I mean, sure. Again, finding a way to step back and just take some time for yourself and find some, I mean, I love everything there. It's very hard for me not to enjoy things. I'm like, all right, I got to find a way to find something fun. And so for me, it's, it's re I love to read. I mean, wow. so I just, that's cool for that. Uh, just take some time and sit and focus yeah. And, and yeah, wind down, you know, yeah. you know, as entrepreneurs, your, your minds are all over the place and you're always trying to get more done and, yeah. and want more and everything to Everything's be perfect. Everything's an opportunity. I mean, everything is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, Hey, we're going to start this with I'm like, yep, I'm in. And so, and, and part of that too, the solution is also getting out of some businesses. I mean, that that's a reality. It's like, all right, where's my time best spent right now? And mm. and if you know, I use the laser analogy. I mean, when it's all over the place, it's you can look right at it, but if you narrow it, I mean, it's pretty sharp on points. I'm like, all right, so I need to get a little bit more focused. I mean, it's a a child analogy, but it's true. It's like I just need to get focused, and so I'm not spread so thin. Yeah. Um. So stepping away from some businesses had has had to happen because I'm like, it's just. It's not my return on my investment of my time doesn't seem like I should be doing that. Okay. And, um, so yeah, there's a and that's a challenge too as an entrepreneur. You got to you got to learn like where 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 should I put my time? Yeah. I mean, and and can you advance that business or not? And is it? I mean, that it, so that's part of it too. I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I I like that man. That's that's good. Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. The more you focus on anything, I mean, you're you're going to probably do better. I mean, yeah. and and oh, and, yeah. and most companies do a lot better when they narrow the focus. Yeah. Um, yep. and many people on this podcast, it's like, ah, you know, I was yeah. spraying and praying and then focused in and got yep. really good. And then yeah. all of a sudden I had success. So you'll, you'll find the same story. Even if you're a struggling entrepreneur listening yeah. to this and you're like, I don't know, it's shiny over there. It's cool over there. It's yep. better over here. It's greener over there. And, and you find all that. But when you start focusing, you start narrowing, you start winning. Um, yeah. and, and once it you figure seems out the, process, the same across yeah. the board. Yeah. Once you got it you're like, all right, this is the one that works. The process works. It's all good. Go there follow that like yeah. uh, my dad always told me he goes once you're in the river and it's flowing stay in the river mm. it's a lot easier to get downstream instead of getting out and trying to fight it once you're already once you're in there just go with go with it yeah i mean yeah that's so that's helped but yeah i like that man that's good um well how are you pretty risk adverse like do you do you like to take risks or do you leave that up to uh mike Mike loves to take risks. Yeah. Yeah. He's the risk taker. And uh, there's days I'm like, eh, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to try. Like, okay. I, I love to try things and I love to ask why and then let's do it and let's figure it out. But you, yeah. you tell him no then? Uh, you probably should. Uh, I don't know. I try not. I, try not. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm honest. He doesn't want to hear the word no. Yeah. And so, and, and actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that one of the gentlemen is kind of like a mentor, uh, Brian. He, he said, it was very impactful for me because he actually told Mike, he goes, you know, there's one thing I learned from Ben and it's that you don't get to say no. Like, I don't believe in the word no. Like you, and I, and I don't say it. I'm like, Hey, this, I'm in this role and I'm in the, like, I might have a title, but I don't care about my title. Like I, and it has nothing. It's just like, you don't get to tell me no, because I will find a way. And it's not to be like, prove anybody wrong. It's like, there is a way you just got to find it. Like yeah. no is not an answer. Some people don't like that. And they're like, we can't do that. I'm like, why? Like, tell me why. And I'll, and that's where my problem solving like that brain, I'm like, you don't get to tell me no. And so, and that's, the, and me and Mike talked about it the other day too. It's like, no is not an answer. Like we mm. just, and, it, and we do it in an encouraging way. It's like, if you don't say no, you can overcome something. But if you say no, you give up. And I, 
I don't like to give up. I don't like to say no. I don't, um, sometimes you have to say no, like I said a little bit earlier, but it's like, no is not really an answer. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. We, well, uh, even when sometimes you should, like you said before, yeah. it's like, um, but we, you know, you, you have to give it a shot and you have to fail and yeah. move forward. Right. Yep. And lived and learned and yep. went on. Um, um, so how do you, you know, you're a guy that doesn't sleep a lot. You're very yep. motivated, self-motivated and, yep. and through your faith and through other things, you know, what, what else like really like drives you? Like what, what keeps yep. this motivation so laser lit all day? Honestly, it's the joy of it, man. I mean, once you once you enjoy the process and the journey of life, and it, I, I love making an impact on people's lives. I want people to have a good life. And when I can see that actually come to fruition, I'm like, and it's not like I did that because I actually don't care that I did it, but I'm like, I get to <laughs> see like their joy. I'm like, yeah, they have a good life. Like I, and it's, um, and everything. And I, but I love, I mean, it is ingrained in me. Um, I had a conversation once with somebody and they're, they, uh, I told them what I did in life and what I like to do. And they're like, yeah, you're in this like 2% profile of like lean manufacturing brains. Like you just think differently. And I'm like, is that a superpower? And that's, and that's so for me, but I love it. I love to fix things for people so that yeah. they don't have to think like it's not accomplishable. Like you can, you can figure it out. And so fixing things for people. And I mean, I think it's, it might be a, just, a, I don't know, generation. I don't know what it is. I just, I love to fix things for people. I'm like, how can I help you? Um, and I'm not saying I'm the best at it. I mean, there's many times where I've, I've tried and I'm like, this didn't work. And I'm like, I can't fix that. And it's not, it's not doing what I thought it would do. And I'm like, and, and, and it's individuals too. I'm like, I, I poured my heart and soul in this. Now it's turned to 180. I'm like, what went wrong here? And I'm like, I, so it's like, um, that's again, though, for me though, is I want to help and I want to fix things. And I'm motivated by that better good of like, all right, how do I help people? How do I fix things? How do I address that with them? And I mean, is that just driven into you? Like, your motivation to help people like is I, that I, I, I love to, I do passionate about that? yeah and it's a it's sometimes a struggle I'm like I'm like I'll give you everything you want I'm like like is that gonna actually help you like yeah how do I actually help you become a better you like right. I, I want you to have a good life I want you to enjoy life I want you to succeed um and there's challenges I mean I look because I, I look at them like it's perspective again it's just looking at people and going well they didn't like I look at my father and my mother are, are amazing people and I was raised in a a good home. And it's, so for me, it's like, I look at them, I'm so thankful for them. And I, I could never be ungrateful for what they've done, what they've led me in and how they taught me. And, and I, and I'm, I, and I look at others. I'm like, maybe they didn't have what I had. I'm like, I want to be to them when my dad and my mom were to me, like they cared for me. They taught me, they were genuine. They believed in me. They, they were never mm. like my dad. I can't remember a time he yelled at me. Not once. I remember him yelling at me. It's, he was always encouraging and correcting but in a way that I never felt defeated or I felt my mm. dad hates me. Like I never felt that. Motivated um, you then. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, and he's always believed me. It's like, even like, he's like, you can do whatever you want. He goes, I'll always love you. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. He has unconditional love for his kids and it's the craziest, coolest thing to do. So I look at other people, I'm like, do they have that or not? Yeah. I don't know. And, and they might, but I still want to offer that to them. I want them to be cared for. And so, but it's like, sometimes I'm like, what can I do? And I'm like, I can't do anything yet. Well, maybe someday I can. And so planting a lot of seeds and then sometimes it comes full circle and I'm like, Hey, now I can help them do this. Or, yeah. um, so I loved connecting with people and like, Hey, how do you like your life? What do you like doing? Well, I want to do something different someday. Okay. Opportunity arises. Maybe we can plug you in here, plug you in there. Mm, like, sure. Um, but yeah, helping I, it's, it is self-motivated. Um, I think it's a gift I've been given. I, cause yeah, some people are like, yeah, I want to pro solve problems for a day. And they're like, yeah, I'm bored with it. I'm like, I, every day I'm like, what can I do? Like, did you ever struggle? Like, <clears throat> I mean, and 
and I just know integrators probably struggle with this because yep. like you want to go in and solve the problem and you want to yeah. solve it now and you want to get through it. Um, and and my guess, I'm guessing here, just yeah. that you went through a phase where you're solving people's problems instead of doing like the one three one rule or like yeah. did you start out? Obviously, you didn't start out there. Yeah. You probably started out by solving other people's issues. Oh, I yeah. don't really know. And yep. then and then how did you realize that and back yourself out? Like like yep. don't go do the shit for them. Like yeah. pull yourself back. Well, it's and the then teach like, a man to fish or feed him. Like okay. I mean, and and that's kind of where it clicked one day. Because yeah, I, I looked at my plate and there was a day my wife looks at me and she goes. Are you tired? I said, I'm mentally exhausted. And and when you have that <laughs> that mindset of working with people and problem solving, there are days where you're just shot. Like I don't do the physical labor that the laborers are doing. Like, I mean, in the concrete, I I'm just like, they gotta be exhausted. And there's days people look at me like, well, you didn't do anything. I'm like, sure. Like my brain is fried. Yeah. And and it was at that point I was like, all right, how do I change this? Dale Carnegie was huge. I mean, okay. I read one of his books. I'm like, yeah, like. I can't solve everything, and mm-hmm. but I know other people can, yep. and I want them to be part of that solution because I do genuinely want people to be like motivated in life and know that they add value to everything. Like, I really love people, and I want them to be cared for. I'm like, well, if they can be motivated and actually see like there's a benefit, why not? Why yeah. not get them involved? And then the that rule after a while, it was oh, it was life changing. I'm like, well, give me three solutions. And there's so many books out there. I mean, it's easy to throw a book at this. There's a no complain rule by John Gordon. It's like yeah. don't complain. That adds no value. Yeah. I mean, but for me, I have to look past that. I'm trying to teach people, like, don't complain. Don't tell me no. Let's get to the root of the problem. Let's break it down. And can we fix it or not? Or is it something we just have to, to deal with? Because sometimes complaining is like they think you can fix that. It's like, no, that's just it is what it is. And that's part of the job. And sometimes it might not be the perfect solution. But we also need to do stuff. Like, that's part mm-hmm. of just working. Yeah. Um, but it took me a while. I mean, it, it was I was hel- helping everybody. And um there's another the power of saying no. I mean, there's a, there's that that was a thing. Like, all right, I'm not gonna listen to complaining right now. Come back, let's take a break. Bring me the solutions, and then let's decide something. But just to complain, to complain. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that, that I, gets exhausting. I just and, figured that you went through that phase because oh, yeah. if you're a problem solver, that means you're solving everyone's problems. I'm sure at some point, and 100%. then and then you got worked down and broke yep. down and overworked and yeah. Fires were everywhere, and Ben's phone's ringing off the hook because well, he's the man. It was phone call, and and I mean, like I said, there's not one person in the company that I want to answer the phone for. Oh, okay. And um, but it it is like, and also, but watching people take that step that now I'm trying to build their confidence, like yeah, you can make you can make the decision, like I trust you, like, yep. and that that's the biggest thing, and that takes time. Any relationship takes time, but trust is that's a big factor, and once you have that, it's like then it's like all right now I got to build your confidence, like you can make that decision. I trust you. Like yep. and I I've had this conversation a couple times but I like I've never yelled at anybody. Like in the workforce I've never been just went off on them. I, I don't believe that gets you anywhere and I'm like I so I, I try to build that tr- like have I ever yelled at you? And they're like no. I'm like so what are you worried about? Like have I ever hounded you for not doing this that? Right. No. I'm like okay, like trust me. Like I want them to trust me because I'm not here to like condemn them and hold a rod over their neck and be like, "Hey, you got to get this." Like I that I don't get, but I'm like, hey, do you guys see the reality of what's going on? You didn't stay late and do the job, so I stayed in late and did it. Right. Am I angry at you? No. Do Do you see that? Like, I will help you out, but do you see there was a project that had to be done and you didn't do it? It's like, you guys probably should have done that. But I'm just, I want them to trust me that it's for the greater good of the company, and it's what's good for the company is the key. That's how we kind of look at the success. It's like, is it good for the company? Mm. Um. But yeah, I'm sure that's why, Mike. So you started off. I mean, you were in the fabrication shop, which yep. is 
you're bending rebar. Yeah. For huge concrete jobs. Yeah. Which is, we take forty foot steel, cut it down. Uh, I mean, there was one day I think I bent like twenty five hundred sticks at the right angle. I mean, <laughs> but you have to go through that process to see and really like put yourself in that position. And I mean, last night. I was bending rebar because there was something I had to get done. And so like two guys were there and I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm looking at the process because usually it's just one guy, but there's three of us. I'm like, so, so I get the bar and I, right as he moves his hand, I'm like, slide it to him. And so I, we're, I mean, we're bending a thousand pieces in a couple minutes because it was like, we had to get the process down and get it down. But I mean, yeah, I was. Oh, so you're I, in there trying oh, yeah, to today, figure out. Yeah. I was like, Hey, apparently this had, I'm like, all right, let's go. And I had my backpack on. I was ready to go home. I'm like, no, let's get this done quick. Cause we had to get it done. Like it was kind mm-hmm. of a, kind of a little bit of a surprise kind of thing, but yep. um, we kind of have weeded that out a lot over the years because we're like those last minute things. Let's let's try to be proactive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was. How did you keep going though? Uh, like, how did you go from the rebar bending guy? Yep. How did you? You know, did Mike see it? Did someone else see it? Did Mike, like what? How did you keep moving I would, forward? I would keep going to Mike with like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do this because I I saw it like, how do I improve? Like, I I wanted it simplified, and I looked at it, and that's where. It really kicked off because, I mean, my brain is that lean. How do I go from A to Z to fastest? Lean manufacturing is like you cut out all the waste. And um, so then I would I went from there to managing it. And then I, I learned the software, figured out how it was an Excel program, yep. figured out how it operated. I would look at the code and go, OK, like, can I add this? Just simple things. And then um, it would switch it. And granted, some of this platform was there. OK. It's just I looked, how do <clears> I change it a little bit? Well, that also affected later. We have a, a gentleman in our IT department, and I asked him just a question about programming. He goes, yeah, I went to school for computer programming. I was like, okay, come with me. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And then, like, he that's what he did, and he's crazy good at it. A crazy yeah. talented guy. Um, it's Phil. Yeah. Grand Forks. Yeah. yeah. And, God, he's great. And he's super been around smart. since I started yeah, concrete. He's, yeah. He's su- and I, I worked at Structural in 2007 when I was in, going from high school to college. Oh. And so Phil was there then. Yeah. And so, I mean, just an, aw- just an awesome dude. Um, yep. And, um, but it, it really was looking for opportunities to fix things. And I think I would go to my, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And they, he's like, all right. Like it was pure motivation to make things better. And he, he likes that. And when he sees that, he wants, same thing. He wants to put people in the right position to succeed. Yep. And it's, I mean, ultimately I want him to succeed in everything he's doing. I'm like, well, I want to succeed. I just want to do well yep. for you. I mean, I work for him. Yep. And um, so I just, every opportunity I had, I'm like, how do I make it better? How do I make it better? How wow. do I remove it? Um, and it, he kept seeing that. I'm like, he's like, yep, do it. Like, it, it got to a point where he's like, I don't need to really ask you to do it. He's like, no, just do it. Like, <laughs> and so, like, he trusted me. And that and that was a, a big moment for me mentally because, like, there was, I was like, am I in the right position? Like, should I be doing this? And somebody made the comment to me, do you think he would put you in that position and are you questioning his decision making i was like that's a good point completely <laughs> never never i was like all right why am i doing this but right. they yeah i mean he saw that in me so i just then i trusted him fully and i was like all right he's got to have a reason got to have a plan so i just i went with that and i followed him wow. and so yeah he just kept putting me different and he's like take care of it and that's what yeah. how, how did the rest of the team because i'm sure these this these guys have been here probably long as you, or, yeah. or I mean, you have long-standing employees that are, yep. uh, and and you kind of whittled your way up the yeah, kind of moved and and you built and the trust of these people. I mean, was yep. there any backlash? There a, you know, there's there, a few. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, You're just gonna and, have that, right? Yeah, and that's um, I mean, I think for me, I always look at pride. Pride is the downfall. I mean, that's the the mm-hmm. thing. Pride is for comes for the fall, and I I don't want to be prideful ever. And that for me, that was a uh, like 
I could see it in others. I'm like, I don't like, I remove the emotion and I just like, I would learn to like create the relationships and actually care. And they could see that I'm not out for their job. Like that was never the thing. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this so I can be in charge. Like I don't, that's not the key. The key is like, this is my skill set, and they see that. So I'm going to do what they want because yep. it's their company and they trust me. And most people were like, yeah, it makes sense. Like uh, most people, I would say that was the key because I would try to help them. I mean, that, that was the thing. I was like, how can I help you? Like, yeah. and it didn't matter what part of the company you're in. I wanted to help you. And I think that built a lot of trust between a lot of them because I genuinely, there's nobody in the company. I'm like, yeah, I really never want to talk to you. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I generally want them to have a better life. So yeah. if in work I can figure it and like one guy, I was like, Hey, he just needs right hand man. It's like, that will help him a ton. Cause he, that's what he needs. Let's, let's find a way to get him that. Yeah. And it's like, um, and I think that's been proven. I mean, I, I, I enjoy helping and I think yeah. most people have seen that. There's been, I mean, some, but that's just part of the journey. Like, you Well, said, you get seniority. That's like, yeah. you know, a lot of people are loyal and seen seniorities. Yeah. I hate, I hate when like, you know, I've, Let's just talk about yeah. bid manufacturing jobs. All about yeah. how long you've been turning yeah. that bolt or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like I've been here twenty two years doing the same. Yeah. It's like I, I don't. You it's know, t- if someone comes up quicker, they just they obviously yeah. outpaced you, and they want what want they wanted yeah. more. And and uh, and that's where like if somebody does better than me, I'm like good for them. Yeah, like, I'm content in who I am in my life with my wife and my kids. That if somebody came along and I was like, yeah, you're gone. I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, let's, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to harm anybody else's success based on my pride saying I'm better than you. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. what good does that do anybody? Like, there's no value there. Right. Like, what good does it do to break them down when they're trying to succeed? Like, I've always struggled at, uh, yeah. with that. I'm just like, why, why are we trying to, like, especially inside a company? I mean, right. that would be the, for me, I'm like, good, go. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's encouraging for others and, and good for them. If people succeed and do good, I'm going to do the best I can do. And if it's good enough, great. If it's not, somebody else is going to do it. Like, um, you seen The Greatest Showman? Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. And um, there's the scene where he's sharpening the pencil and he looks out and there's all the crosses. Oh, yeah. And one thing I've always told myself and told everybody else is like, we're all replaceable. Like, we leave this earth. Like, it's so, I mean, why are you fighting to get there sooner? Yeah. Like gotcha. why why make somebody else's life worse to get there? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know. I want people to like actually enjoy it, not have to fight and like be I hate pride. Pride is the number. It's like just <laughs> let pride go to the back, just deal with it, enjoy who you are and what you do. Yeah. If you can do that, all the other stuff doesn't matter. I mean, yep. if you can be content and a lot of people are like content's being lazy. I'm like, no, content is enjoying where you're at and enjoying that moment. Lazy is just literally being lazy. There's yeah. two different words, but people have muddied it now and it's like if you can be content with who you are and enjoy that, who cares if somebody is better than you? Like, good, congratulations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I want to. I'm gonna pivot just a little bit, like yeah. in, in the culture, which we are yep. talking about. I think it's just culture and how how your company's shaped. Um, you know, we're we're big proponents of that and, yeah. and lower turnover. Um, you know, we did like we do all sorts of stuff with as a company. Like yeah. in EOS, you got to meet quarterly yeah. with all your employees and talk to them. Yeah, I still got to get in that. We'll get you there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a whole nother podcast, but it's like, you know, we do all these different things. I think last week we had like our events committee, like put on like 
I don't know, they did jokes. Like it was something every day. It was yeah. construction appreciation week. Yep. Um, you know, so we're always doing stuff. It costs money to do this stuff too. Yeah, it's right? Not free. No, hell no. Yeah. And it takes a lot of planning and it, yeah. and, and people gotta do it. And um what what are some of the ways that you guys do it? Yep. I mean, I know some of the ways that I did and shared them, but well, we're, you know. and that's we're talking about doing a lot of that. Um, okay. So the last couple of years we've been going to the horse part, the horse races. Okay. Doing some fun of that. I've talked about doing paintball. Everybody's got aggression <laughs> they want to get on. Like, let's go play paintball. I played as a kid. Um, I I mean, I like Sioux hockey. I mean, oh, my, yeah. my grandfather played Sioux hockey. Okay. My mom ran Sioux track, and like I went to NDSU, but I had a Sioux chair in my dorm room, so it's kind of yeah. <laughs> I wore my jersey around campus one time, and the teacher goes, yeah, if you do that, we're not going to let you pass. Like, jokingly, but I was like, yeah, this was really not a good decision. I did not. <laughs> this was a, a problem I created. Now i got to solve again. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, getting them to be engaged together as a, as a group. Um, and like our Bismarck store, they're going to a comedy show together. And it's like, I mean, and it's hard when the, everybody's spaced yeah. out. Um, Mike has done an awesome, we have a Christmas party. Mike's been doing that for years. And okay. it's, um, we get, we're, this year we're going to Kingpins and uh over there and sweet shots yeah. yeah it'll be fun and so and then we do that i mean sweet shots is right down the road and so it's fun because you know it's golf and you can go out for an hour for lunch sometimes we just get a few and i'm like hey let's go yep. let's go spend time together yep and so um and that can be a challenge when the company is i mean structural's got 100 i think roughly about 100 employees through it so it's like how do you <laughs> and how do you be fair to everybody and yep. that's a challenge too but it's like you try to be intentional like hey let's go hey can it i mean some of it's on the fly some of it's planned but it's really spending time with them Inside and outside of work. Um, yeah. And it's, again, something Mike's taught me really well is, like, you set up that time that's intentional. I mean, the Christmas party is huge. I mean, we have yep. everybody there. And you oh, get to meet yeah. everybody's families. And you get to see the kids running around. And it really is a lot of fun to do that. So, yep. I mean, but it's – going forward, I mean, it's something <laughs> that I want to keep doing more of and just be like, hey, how do we do this maybe more often? But maybe just in smaller – Mm -hmm. increments but yeah it's um yeah you know like we can't always get together as a whole group we do it three times a year christmas and then we have two quarters yep. but like quarter end of quarter three now yep. you know concrete where we live concrete's got to get on the ground here before christmas yeah. otherwise it ain't gonna yeah. happen yep uh without a lot of money anyway yeah. it, it can go down but so you know we're we do a video yep version of it and have some fun with it but yeah we we spend a lot of time we do you know um you got just like a luncheon or whatever, yeah. or whatever we yeah, we'll a bring, picnic we'll in bring food the park. in a lot, and yeah, and just um, it's I want to do paintball. That's what I want to. Yeah, do. yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. my my yeah, I was asking kind of how, how yeah. what else you do that you yep. know maybe we could get a value from if you've had a lot of success. SMI Mac paintball, we can SMI paintball Mac versus SMI. Yeah, well, we'll split. Yeah, maybe we'll mix the team so it's not <laughs> we're on the same team. So. Oh no, it's Mac yeah. versus SMI. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be no, fun. <laughs> um, cool. Um, what's one of your best investments and one of your worst investments? One of the worst was uh, day trading. There you go. Oh, day waste, trading. Waste, wasting money in the idea that I can make money trading stocks. Like, So, so how would you overcome that? What, what, what do you quit. do differently now? I quit doing okay. that. Yeah, no, I just let my money work for me and just let it sit there. I mean, oh, that, yeah. Long that, term. Yeah. Um, I'd say one of the best <clears throat> investments was the first business I started was the wedding venue. Cool. That was the by far. I mean, it, it was a lot of sweat. I mean, I calculated, I was like, well, one summer, I think I was making, when I was I was helping build, pour the concrete. I mean, I helped code the web. I mean, I did everything, lay the rebar. And, and I was like, I made two bucks an hour doing this. Like, is this going to be worth it kind of thing? And then, you, but you look back and sometimes you don't get to see that right away. And, okay. And that was one of the real estate investments you could say, I mean, because now I live there um, and it's just, it's a beautiful place. It's our slice of heaven in the middle of nowhere. I mean, wow. it's the coolest sunsets in the world kind of thing. Yeah. And, 
one of my good mentors says, you know, the sunset can't love you back or that property can't love you back. I'm like, yeah, but my wife loves it. So we ain't going anywhere. Uh, that, that's yeah. all that matters. Yep. She's happy. She's, uh, well, if you so. can solve uh, all the brides out there's problems, then you must have like a genius tool. There, So there was one bride. Um, <laughs> no, this is a good one. story. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I, wanted, uh, I can't there's, wait. There's one that like, I mean, and I use this analogy a lot in the dealing with conflict with people and just reality of perspective is we had uh, two weddings one weekend. I mean, we had six inches of rain. Like my truck had water through the doors. It was like, it was not, not good. I mean, nobody wants that. And I'm like, we had a tent at the uh, a wedding tent at the time, and since then we built a different barn, like a stable, like a horse stable. But we had a tent at that time, and me and my dad, I mean, that man works harder than anybody I've ever met, and he's out there helping me like hold it down the wind. I had my bobcat tied to one of the ends so it wouldn't fly away. Kind of, it was bad. <laughs> the, the stakes, I mean, we would pound the stakes in the ground, and they would just come up, and it just got to a point where me and him were just looking at each other. The tent blew over, and we just started laughing, like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm, um, it was not a good outcome for me mentally dealing with that. Because, I mean, I got nasty letters, and it's like, it's like, what do you... I stayed up till 4 in the morning putting all the tables and chairs in the barn that we did have so that we could at least be out of the weather, and the, the ground was soaking wet. And there's no good solution here, but it was my fault. And I'm like, it's the one thing I don't control is the weather. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but, like, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. and it, but then the bride the next day, she's just more than grateful for it. Like, it, it was the same weekend, and I had two responses, and I was like... and I. I was like, that's reality. You get to choose how you react. I don't care what people tell you. Your choice on how you react is your fault yeah. or benefit. Like it's it's up to you. And and so that that was one event. But the the event that changed my life dealing with problem solving was there was a gal that got uh and I knew them, like the, the guy and the gal getting married, and she looks at me and she goes, You know, I go to school for psychology. I'm like, okay. And she goes, No, I'm a therapist. I'm like, that's what she like, she's like, I'm almost done. She goes, but for some reason. She goes, I can't figure you out and why you make us calm. And I was like, okay. And I almost went to like a weird mental state for like a couple of weeks. I was like, now the bar's here. I'm like, I don't, what am I doing? Like, I, then I'm like, what, how am I, it didn't make sense. My brain really struggled, but that, but I'm like, no, it's just who I am. And wow. I, and I became like, it's not, I don't know. It's not like some crazy thing or I do or anything, but it's, I, again, I think it's just something that I, it's more of a natural thing. I don't know. I just, I want people to have a good life. I'm like, it's going to be all right. Like it might rain. Who cares? Yeah. It's water. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's not the end of the world. I mean, yeah. so, but that was, that was, um, and I still remember that exactly when she said it and everything. Cause I'm like, that's an interesting take on what I do. Cause I'm like, maybe I should have been a therapist. Like, oh, it was like a, but, and <laughs> she's you kind of are part therapist. Like, I am. Oh yeah. In, in, in business, you have to be part therapist. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to be like, all right, bring in the emotions. Let's figure it out. And like, how do I address this without offending? And then how do I make it like not, like how do how do I do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah, you have to be able to to handle the, your your emotions and their emotions and come out with an outcome that's good for everybody. Yep. Otherwise, it's yeah, it can be not good. So <laughs> you gotta read people's body language. You gotta understand who their personality is. Oh, yeah. Build this genius solution that yeah. somehow motivates them, and they felt like they oh, win. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you, gotta, yeah. Yeah. you you are it's fun. You are therapist. Yeah. I you, like to, someday I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm that. And people, I've had things, can, people confide stuff in me. I'm like, why would you tell me that? Yeah. I just, I think I'm supposed to tell you this. I'm like, that's like, and it's some, there's some crazy stuff I've heard. Like, not like, <laughs> but I mean, it's dark. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to experience that in life. Like, how can I yeah. actually help you get out of that? And but I do say I'm like so you know I'm not a therapist but I mean I mean it's not bad to seek help I mean I'm I'm all for people seeking help I think it's um it's yeah. wise oh yeah I mean there's some dark things in our world and it's I mean it's there's good and evil and it's prevalent it's like how do you overcome that though and 
some people have it's there's some there people face demons it's not it's, i mean you, you can see it and it's like oh yeah it sucks oh yeah like how do you how do you help them through that and some people yeah just always see the worst and everything and, yeah. and it's and it's hard to get them out of that and yeah i don't you know i don't i don't really know i leave that up yeah, for guys like you ben yeah thanks. Well, <laughs> thanks i like it yeah what's one of your biggest fears hmm that's a good one yeah well you can think on that that always my usually... for, i mean my biggest fear in the last was when i said goodbye to my wife and my kids yeah yeah, um, that was that was probably the biggest wake up call I think I had because I mean I, it it was t- and some people go well that was just on your brain when you pass I'm like nobody thinks about that when they're passing out I was thinking about like saying I said goodbye I'm like well I guess I'm going to sleep and just out like, I wasn't thinking about saying goodbye to my wife and my kids I'm like it w- it was weird and so um, it that part that's that's that was the biggest fear I mean I I never wanted to lose them I love my kids they love me uh, my wife loves me I love her and that was. When I was younger, I never wanted to disappoint my dad, not mm. out of fear, but I respected him and I wanted his trust because he, I mean, again, he was the, one of the best fathers you could ever imagine. Yeah. But I wanted to like show him not to like gain his approval, but I want to do it because I want him to know that I am proud of him and know that I am his son and um, he's done such an amazing job. So it was like, don't want to fail for my dad and like make him proud. But it was, I did want him to be proud. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So family... That was a big thing. Losing my family, that's not fun. I mean, no. Uh, that was, uh, it's all you have at the end of the day, yeah. you know. I'm not afraid a... of failure. That's the one thing I've learned. Like, <laughs> you can get back up and fight. Like, it's just like failures can't be an option anymore. And yep. saying no, it's like, we'll figure it out. Yeah, failure comes. Uh, that question gets answered with yeah. failure a lot. And it's. You, you learn. You know, and no one wants to fail like, at the end yeah. of the day. But if you're not scared to fail. Yeah. I think that's that's where the 1% shine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's going to, ha- what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, well then we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll problem solve. Yeah. We're going to want, we're going to rewatch this podcast. We're going to listen to everything Ben and Mark said. And like, yeah, solutions. Solution, yeah. Solutions. Like it's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. um, where do you think you'll be 10 years from now? 2033. Hoofta. Could be October 2033. Where it's are you October at? October What's 20- the vision? I mean, pumpkin spice latte. No, I'm just, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a loaded question. It I is mean, a what, loaded what, question. Where would you see yourself if you closed your eyes and? Yeah, I and I I do that a lot. I'm like, and I and that's what I do to everybody that I'm working. I'm like, paint the picture five years from now. Do you see these persons involved in your situation? Like, no. I'm like, all right. How do we handle that? How do you want? What do you want to do? And I have. Uh, so now you're the now you're the doctor of this game. Yeah. Now well, you I need to show us the way. Yeah, and it's uh, for me. It's like I mean I, I love what I do, and I know I'll always be involved doing that. I also love my what I do for my faith, and I, I want to tell people about the gospel. I think that's for me. It's like when I ask people, they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "Well, someday I want to tell people about the gospel and preach that to people." And they're like, "You do?" I'm like, and I go, "Do you want to stand on stage and tell people about what Jesus did?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, then I do." So I mean, that's the I mean that makes sense for me. Then is like, so I I envision myself helping spread the gospel i envision myself helping structural i envision i i mean that's where my brain goes i'm like and then just watching my kids succeed in life i want my kids to know that you know life is good and not not to let their mental state of success rely on the outcomes of this world because again i mean some of the most joyful people have nothing i mean but some of the most joyful people have stuff and they help people with it i mean i I look at people that are very successful and it's like it's not about you like that's that's the fun part. Like you can be the most wealthiest man and have everything you want, but if you're not helping other people, you you gonna take it all with you? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all goes away. Yeah. It's like how do you impact the world and how do you how do you make somebody's life better? Um 
And so, yeah, I mean, those are the two main things. But I mean, for me, my focus wants to be for sure my wife and my kids. Yeah. I mean, I I look at them and I'm just I'm my wife. I do not deserve. And I uh, host or I actually performed the wedding last weekend for my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And, oh. And then I was like, you guys are so selfless by, you know, saying, Ben, you can talk about whatever you want. And you said I can talk as long as I want. And I was like, I got an hour and a half now. I'm going to talk about whatever I want and talk about my wife. And like, I mean, that's a whole message in itself. I mean, yeah. she, she really is. She is a, a perfect, perfect gal. I mean, and um, so I'm very grateful for that. So I want to make sure like I do right by her and her, uh, our kids um, and her parents. I mean, they raised her. She is who she is because of them and her family. And so I, I want to do right by them for sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, all right. The, the follow-up question, uh, that I always ask is what does unfollow the herd mean to you? Unfollow the herd for, mm, is that it? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I can kind of like, for me, I'm like, if you think an unfollow the herd, it's don't worry about what people think. Like, it's like, be, be who you are and don't be afraid that somebody's again, I was told I wasn't going to speak in front of people. Wasn't going to do that. Don't go down that route. So the herd would have been, okay go that way. I'm like, and I'm like, I just stand in front of people every day. It's literally yeah. what I do. So unfollow yep. her does not take criticism from others or guidance and say, that's law. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't let people tell me that's law anymore. Like, just because you said that I'm going to abide by that just because, and they don't mean in a bad way, but it's like, that's to me, that's like, all right, separate yourself. Don't, don't be the sheep just to be like sheep and wolf's clothing or wolf and sheep's clothing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't be the sheep and just do it. Like, step out and do something different that you want to do. I mean, it's yeah. your life. Right. Like, well, and, and I think like, the fear of judgment, like yeah. you said, I mean, it's, it holds a lot of people back and yeah. there's really, I mean, it poured gasoline on your fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. in college, the, yeah. the oh, yeah. professor lit you up. Yeah, now I you're was like, I was like, all right, I'm ready. And like for a while, I was like, I'm, what am I supposed to do then? But then I left school, I mean, to start my business. And here right. I am like, not supposed to do that showing tours for the venue and like i mean i had booked the whole summer before my barn was done and i'm like holy crap i got to do this now and but it was like stepping away from this idea that people can tell me what to do and i mean Mm -hmm. i take guidance for sure i mean okay surround yourself with wise people and listen to them and take counsel i mean that that's biblical and that's i mean that's not even i mean it's just nature yeah wise people have advice to give i mean they wouldn't be giving advice if they weren't successful i mean there's things that they have you don't have to follow everything but there's something that might do it for you and listen to that but i don't take i don't want to listen to people that say you can't do this or you can't do this. separate yourself from that and don't condemn them like i don't think of that teacher and be like that person was terrible they ruined my life i'm like all right they were trying to help me and i but i took it as like all right so now i'm not going to be good at that the reality mm-hmm. was i learned from that conversation not to just accept what people say and I don't answer to anybody, and I, I say this respectfully to everybody, but I don't answer to anybody but God. Like, in the end of it, mm-hmm. like, when I get, like, in my faith, I'm believing, like, when I get judged, it is not because, well, did I listen to you or did I listen to him? Like, yeah. it's like, and so I, I just, I don't want that to be my capstone. It's like, well, he only got to this far in life in his calling because he listened to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, I want it to be he lived a life that he believed he was called to do. And, wow. Um, I just, I think that's that's the key to not following the herd, stepping away from the herd. Or, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, that's exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, you can push through the fear of judgment. 99% don't yeah. and won't. Um, but if you can use your faith to do that and, yeah. and you're only answering to the big man, then yeah, no one else really matters. No. One hate comment is not going to leave me... Uh, no, that just pours more gasoline on the fire, really, for me yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's like, all right, how do I sh- how do I show you? 
Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not in a meme, but like, how do how do I use that for fuel? Like, yeah. What what is the way? And it's like, all right, I'll twist that to make it. And that's the fun part about being an entrepreneur and a problem solver. And and, and like, I mean, it's like you take things like, how do I use that? What's, oh, yeah. the, what's the opportunity to make this actually work then? Yeah. And just then you just go convert it. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've had many. You know, social media. It's like it's brutal on there. And oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, I think media. I did one about like my Tesla steering wheel, which is like a half a steering wheel, right? Yeah. Like it's, um, but oh, we should all the well. haters on there. It's like, I love the haters. It's like, it pushes the post further. Well, and I, mean, I get more in views. Cons- in construction world. Yeah. And like everybody's driving diesel trucks. And then Ben pulls up in a test. It just, <laughs> you can imagine how that goes. And, and then you bring them for a ride and they're like, and for me, I get, I mean, I like Tesla. I like Elon Musk. I, I, I can appreciate what's going on. And I'm just like, He's even stated that we need gas and electric. So yep. it's like, I understand I'm not driving the most green car in the world, but it's also a really fun car to drive. Yeah. Like, um, For the money, you, you can't beat it. You, you can't even oh. touch it. No. I mean, I've driven, I think I've had mine for 17,000 miles now, and it's cost me like 450 bucks in electricity or 500 or whatever. Yep. It's like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, did you have to stop at the supercharger and charge? I'm like, when's the last time you saw me at a gas station? Yeah, right. Seven months ago. Yeah. Like, so the amount of time, it's just... They're good cars, but I mean, it's yeah. Social media will just destroy you, and I'm just like, guys, like it's okay. Like, yeah, I still have my truck. Yeah, I like my truck. Like you, you gotta kind of have both, and it's um, yeah. There's a happy medium there, but yeah, four wheel drive, five thousand pound car in the winter, it's pretty we're, sweet. We're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, hey, if you can uh, share this with somebody, an entrepreneur, business owner, someone yeah. struggling, want to solve problems, please share this episode. That is the only way. We don't advertise on here. Yeah. Um, literally, just share this with anybody you can. Um, and uh, Ben, how can we hear more about you? Or you know, how do you follow you? Do you? Use... I mean, I got Facebook. Okay. I'm ben Jacob. I don't know if it's Mr. Ben Jacobson. One day I made it like the Ben Jacobson for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. someone's got a question on a problem. I think this yeah. is this is a like. A lot of visionaries probably listen to this. Yep. A lot of uh, entrepreneurs, but not a ton of integrators that yep. know how to go in and solve problems quickly, yeah, and efficiently, and motivate people. Which I think is like the key to business, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you you went in there and you told Mike, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to convert your business. I think we can do better things here. I think I can make this I more efficient." I want to help here, here, and yeah, yeah. And he's like, "All right," and and trust. I mean, yeah, trusting me, and then and that's the key is like gaining that trust of like. It's not. It's not for me. Like I don't. Like if it works, great. But I. That's my goal. It's not about me. Okay. Like it never was about me. It's like how do I fix it? Like and it, and that was the thing. Like I didn't want to paint him as like, hey, you got a problem here. It was like, but it was a new business growing, and so any bottlenecks. Like how do I? How do I help you? Yep. And it's uh yeah. And the visionaries like they're just go 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 go. And I'm like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's help yep. you. You gotta have a good integrator. Yeah. Uh, ben, I appreciate yeah. you having you on, man. Yeah. Uh, we'll do this again. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Appreciate it.